Hey there! Every month, Annie has a call with our Path 365 members and answers their questions. She tackles a wide range of topics from what to do with big emotions, what kinds of tips and advice she has for addressing difficult situations, how to deal with cravings, and so much more. Listen in as she does some real-life coaching for our Path members. There's one question here, which I love, and it says, I've been trying to stop for about a year. The longest stretch was 12 days around Christmas and New Year's, ironically. Why do I feel so hopeful some days and other days I'm really sad and angry like my life as I know it is ending and I just want to go back to being a normal drinker. And so the answer to that is why do you feel so sad is because there are beliefs that you have about what it means to be a non-drinker. And I guarantee you that right now at this point in time, every single one of us have beliefs about what it means to be a non-drinker. And those beliefs probably sound kind of like, it's going to be boring. Nobody's going to invite me. I'm going to feel outside of everything. I'm not going to be able to have much fun. It's going to be hard for me to relax. I'm not going to be normal. I wish I could be a normal drinker or I'm in danger because if I ever drink again, it's going to be dangerous for me and really scary. And like all of these beliefs have one thing in common. They create mountains of negative emotion. And so we have to be able to go into this new life we're choosing to lead excited about it and thrilled about it and passionate about it. And in order to do this, we have to unwind some of these beliefs. Like there are no normal drinkers, as an example. There are people who are at different stages, but alcohol acts in the human brain how alcohol acts in the human brain. And there are different reasons why people don't fall as fast or some people fall slower. A lot of it has to do with when somebody starts to self-medicate with alcohol. If you cannot ever use it for self-medication, which is pretty much impossible because we're, we're really stressed, it becomes, but alcohol by definition in the body physiologically creates tolerance. Tolerance means you need more alcohol to get the same effect. Here's the kicker, okay? when it comes to the normal drinking conversation. They don't use the word alcoholic anymore, anywhere, except in like AA and places, but no medical communities, no scientific communities. They don't use it because it's ill-defined. It's a label, it's not a definition. And let's take a minute. A label is something that I can say, you can say, he can say, she can say, and we all have different definitions of it. A definition goes deeper than that. And we're saying, how are we defining that thing, right? With alcoholic, there is no definition. Doctors will say only you can decide if you're an alcoholic, right? Um, it, I had a friend tell me I wasn't a real alcoholic after one AA meeting because she knew that she was born that way and I wasn't, right? It's so subjective. There's no definition. What they have done is they've come up with something called alcohol use disorder. It's 11 questions. And there's... Um, if you answer yes to two of the 11 questions, you have alcohol use disorder, okay? I want you to consider normal drinkers after I tell you this. Two of the questions are, did you ever drink more than you wanted to and regret it? That's one of the questions. There is not a drinker I know that would not answer yes to that question at one point in their adult life. They've drank more than they wanted to. And it's not did you this week? It's, did you ever, have you ever drank more than you wanted to and regretted it? That's one of the questions. 
And the other question is, do you need to drink more now than you used to to get the same effect? Every drinker I know. When you had your first drink, you could have half a beer and feel it, right? So if you have to answer two questions in the affirmative to have alcohol use disorder, I don't know a human being who drinks who doesn't answer those two questions in the affirmative. This is an everyone conversation. This is not, and, and that thing, it's, it's in some ways the reason I got stuck to begin with because I moved to New York City. I started my drinking career going out to happy hours because I was encouraged to, even though I wasn't really a big drinker. And there was no part of my mind that believed that I could become addicted to alcohol. There was no part in my mind that thought I was in danger of being addicted to alcohol because I believed what we collectively believe as a society that only certain people can become addicted to alcohol. Only alcoholics, only this percentage of the population can become addicted to alcohol. And with that belief, I went into it without any caution, like probably a lot of you did. And probably if we were to walk around New York City right now and ask 100 people if alcohol is addictive, we'd probably get pretty surprising results. They probably still believe to a great extent that alcohol is only addictive to a certain percentage of the population. There's so much science. Alcohol is addictive to human beings, depending on exposure. And like a lot of, a lot of people will put up you know, it will affect them differently. They'll get more of a headache sooner or they'll put up different things where they're like, you know, I have a friend and she's just like, it's expensive. Like I, I had to choose between dessert and alcohol and I'd always choose dessert. Like there are different things in our brain where, you know, some people, they have much more of a little high off sugar than they do off alcohol. Some people have more of a, a you know, affinity for marijuana or an affinity for um, caffeine. You know, like our brains are all slightly different. But if you have any human drink excessively over a period of time, they will become addicted. There was two studies done, global studies, meta studies, huge studies that not only considered all the past information, but also did their own proprietary research in 2020. And they came out from the World Health Organization and they definitively said for human beings, the ones with blood and flesh and, and cells, you know, those kind, no level of alcohol was safe. No level of, not, not one drink a week, not two drinks a week, not one drink a day, no level of alcohol was safe. And those studies made a little boop and then they went away because they don't get shared because they don't confirm our, you know, our confirmation bias of trying to prove to ourselves that what we are doing is the right thing. And so I just really want us to think about like, when you find a belief inside yourself, like I want to drink normally because I'm not normal. Just, just go up into that really curious place and be like, where in the world did that idea come from? Probably from the alcohol industry. Tell me what in America, at least, we say as the big disclaimer on the alcohol bottles. What do we say? What do we put? Drink responsibly. <laughs> Where does that put the blame if you cannot ingest as a human being an addictive substance responsibly? If you human being get addicted to an addictive substance, what, where does that put the blame? Tell me. So, so you can't tell me this idea of normal drinking doesn't have its roots in the alcohol industry. 
which is one of the largest industries in all of the world, who spends more on advertising than any other industry. Sometimes the car industry like outpaces them a little bit, but the alcohol industry is the one that spends the most on advertising, unfortunately, and, and ropes in these incredible role models like Serena Williams. And it's sad, it's tragic, right? But it is, it's orchestrated and we just have to open our eyes to it. So I want you to open your eyes to every time that something makes you feel badly, that is a huge red flag that you are believing or there's something in our culture, our cultural kind of soup that isn't true. When you feel badly, you need to start to create the filter that it's not you, it's what's happening. Because the reality is that you doing this, you showing up for yourself here, you learning this, this is the most badass, life-giving, life-affirming, joyful decision you could possibly make. There is not a single thing you could do right now with your time that is better and more important than this. And that's because we're having this second order change conversation. We are learning not only to change our behavior around alcohol, but to change our behavior around everything because it all, it all comes down to positive emotion. And so every time you feel a negative emotion, that's what I want you to bring to the calls. That's what I want you to journal about. And the most negative emotion most of you probably feel right now is personal judgment. That's what you have to let go. I know it's hard. The two ways to overcome it, if you don't know it yourself, show up in the group, let other people have compassion for you when you can't have it for yourself. And even more importantly, show up and have compassion in the group for other people, because that will help you create the brain patterns. If you can love on somebody who just made a mistake, just like the one mistake, just like in quotes, just like the one you made, you'll be able to love on yourself better. So take those baby steps toward it. But this is the best possible thing you can do. And there's so much hope. And most importantly, all right, you can be trusted with you. And I'm going to show you that. We're going to teach you that. I know you might not believe it yet, but that is really it. And the name of the game is moving toward positive emotion. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how this naked mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, Go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious.